Percy, why do you suppose the Bible frequently reminds us about the words we speak? Well, Wayne, God better than anyone else understands the power of the spoken word and the creative energy they produce, which can either help or harm us. So on this episode, listen and learn why one gregarious and very hopeful cancer patient consciously avoids negative communications from entering her environment. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I welcome you to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Center of America. We call him Pastor P around here. How are you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic, my friend. How are you? I'm well. I, I'm very happy to say we are going to meet Lori Smith on the program today. This is a conversation you recorded, I believe, in Chicago a few months ago, and we'll bring it to our listeners here in just a moment. Do you want to read from Proverbs to begin the program? Our spiritual nugget that will set the table for the tone of this conversation is found in Proverbs 18, verses 20 and 21, and it reads as follows. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. Hmm. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Love it. All right. Again, Proverbs chapter 18, verses 20 through 21. Hey, that that leads me to say, you know, we have a resource called Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. This is a combination of some scripture verses and other things as well. You put this together, Percy. Can we offer this to listeners? Absolutely. It is free. Download it, share it, and provide it to anyone that you come in contact with. And the thrust of this is that even as we talk about the power of the words that we speak, our words are nothing more than thoughts that we've been inspired by. And so inspirational thoughts for cancer patients uh, will help them to work through uh, the challenges of the day and will help frame the words that they speak over themselves. Well, thanks for putting this together for all of us to benefit from inspirational thoughts for cancer patients. You can download it now and print out as many copies as you like to share with others. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Since we're focusing on words today, uh, we like to ask a question of our listeners each week. And believe me, your responses are read, and we appreciate them very much. Here's the question this week. What unintentional harmful words were spoken to you during your cancer journey? Percy, what led to this question? Well, over the years, what I have learned is that People say things without knowingly understanding that they are harmful and that they can impact people. And so many cancer patients choose not to have discussions or conversations with individuals because they are concerned by what individuals may say to them. So we thought it would be important uh, to engage around the discussion of what unintentional harmful words were spoken to you during your cancer journey. We'd like to hear and discuss that and uh, have opportunity to unpack that with our audience. Respond at healthhopeandinspiration.com when you click on connect and you'll see the opportunity there to type in your response. What unintentional harmful words were spoken to you during your cancer journey? I bet you've heard it all, Percy. 
I have. I absolutely have. And we need to be very careful and mindful of the words that we speak one to another and certainly to cancer patients as they are struggling to maintain a sense of hope and a direction as they work through difficult and challenging circumstances. Now, we like to ask these questions each week. And here's a previous question we ask and receive some responses to. How has being a part of a community of people affected your cancer journey? So you want to answer that question from a perspective of one of our listeners? Yeah, and the answer here is from someone in Los Angeles, California, and it says, it helped me not to focus only on myself, which otherwise I would fall into moments of woe is me. Mm -hmm. I'm not alone and encouraged by seeing others like me progressing and surviving this terrible disease. Don't isolate yourself. There is strength in numbers. Good thought. Thank you for that response. You can respond to these questions by going to healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712, the word HOPE, H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, let's meet this week's guest. Here's Percy McRae. Well, with me today is Lori Smith, and she is a current breast cancer patient treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America Chicago, and she's been treating uh, there since August 2016. Welcome to the show, my dear. Well, thank you so much. It's good to have you. And, uh, of course, I've had the opportunity to meet you previous to today <laughs> under a different set of circumstances. Uh, I'm excited because, uh, number one, you, like all cancer patients, have a story to tell. Uh, this show is designed to tell those stories, and so we want to kind of unpack a little bit about your path. Certainly. First and foremost, let's talk about the day that you were told that you had you were you had cancer, and where were you, and how did you feel? The day, yeah, I was here, um, in a room okay. with my doctor, Doctor Citron, then, and my husband. Uh, we've and my husband. We've only been married a couple of years. We got married December twenty thirteen. Okay. So it was a very hard day yeah. because um, my life was just starting anew all over again. Gotcha. And so that part was a little heartbreaking and sad. Um, it was a loop in my life. There's no doubt about it. Okay. And so, um, and again, I asked that question because I think obviously our audience and those that are listening typically are either cancer patients or people who are supporting cancer patients. And I think that it's always just good for other people to hear other people's how how they, you know, their initial reaction, because everybody has a very different reaction uh, to kind of start that whole process. Right. That being said, uh, you start, you know, you're told that you have cancer. It throws you for a loop. Mm. Uh, it's kind of a new season in your life. You're exactly. relatively newly married. 
Um, and then you start treatment and care at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Let's talk about um, what type of treatment did you have? Again, we won't go into any great detail. Chemotherapy, radiation, surgery? I All of the above. Okay, so the trifecta. So yes, I, I, did, I did. So you uh, went through all of those protocols. And again, let me say to look at you today, you look great. You know, you, you. you never know that you've done any of that, obviously. And I, it, it probably sounds weird to say that, but I think that so many people tend to associate cancer patients looking a certain way or after they've had treatment that they look a certain way. And that's not true at all. Not at all. No. And you, you look fantastic. So thank you. Yeah. And you're, you're actively still treating. So you're still going through that process. Let's talk about, um, as you are pursuing your treatment and as you're undergoing your treatment. Um, and of course a big part of this show is, is to talk about how people's faith and their spirituality Mm empowers them or is helping them or has helped them. Let's talk about the role of faith and spirituality while undergoing medical treatment. I can honestly say that I just don't know how people make it day to day Mm. without faith. I just don't understand that. That's true. I would have cratered, crumbled, and fallen apart Mm. for sure Yeah, and not handled it well. Yeah. Thank God that I have faith. Good. Because I received special grace. Mm. I felt it in my body, in my heart, in my mind that I was going to be okay. Okay. And I just needed to focus on our Lord. Okay. And not anyone else. And don't listen to the negative people Mm -hmm. of, oh my gosh, oh no, oh this, and just let it go because they're not... Um, well, you just can't depend on them. You just don't go in that direction Mm -hmm. because you may just fall. And I think just hold on to your courage and your strength and your love and your spirituality and grow with it. And I think sometimes it's just a season of growing as well. I think it opens up a different door. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. There's two things there. You're right. Number one, over the years, 20 plus now for me, Mm. supporting cancer patients from a faith-based perspective, I've often had patients say that it's one of the fears of why they did not choose to to share that they had cancer with people because of the The negative blowback. And people are well-intended and they don't... Oh, they are well-intended. But but truly, you're so vulnerable at that point, you have to really guard and protect yourself. Mm -hmm. So I can appreciate you know, that point of yes. I had to focus on God. I couldn't focus on what th- what people right. were saying to me. Yes. And then the, 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 the bigger point that I want to see if we can kind of unpack a little bit is the whole notion of how, despite the diagnosis that this was a season of grace and growing. Oh, yes. That is a powerful school of thought. And do you know that I didn't realize um, how deep it impacted me until I was going through my chemo. Yeah. Um, and I had a rough chemo, and I lost my beautiful long hair that was to my back, halfway down my back. That was hard. And people said, how are you? Ha- I don't know how you handle that. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Piece of cake, God gave it to me, and I'm going to give it to someone. Mm. So I donated my hair Okay. before I had... 
awful things happen to me. All I the lo- awful things you hear, your hair falls yeah, out, it falls in your food yeah. and all this. And I said, oh, no, no, no. Before it really goes bad, I went and cut off and uh, I and went upstairs here at the second floor at our beautiful salon. And um, they prepared my hair into sure. multitude of rubber bands. Okay. And I had all these ponytails. And it was so funny. I had 17 ponytails oh, on my wow. head. And chop, chop away. And they saved all my hair. Okay. And they um, sent it to an organization that helps young people under the age of 21 and they prepared that hair into wigs for them for free and i said there you go the gift that god gave me i gave to someone why are we going to trash it absolutely let someone use it and that was the beginning of wow factor wow yeah because it's all perspective isn't it it is because I've often heard cancer patients say, and and, that, and using the specific example that you gave, that uh, before I would allow my hair to fall out, I made the decision to cut it off. So, That's right. So I t- so they took power back right. in the exercise. And I wanted exactly, and I wanted to be in control. Yeah. And as long as you stay in control ahead of all the negative or the sadness or the the fear, just don't go there. Yeah. Just stop in your tracks and say, Lord, just give me strength. Talk so, to me. Yeah. So in 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 the season of because uh, I just, that's a title Advent. of a book. That's oh. a title. The season of grace and growing. I love yes. it. That that sounds like a book title, doesn't it? Well, that's your story. So it with is. Yeah. Uh, in that season or in this season, because I would imagine you know there are still things that you're growing in 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 the midst of all of that. Right. What are some uh, What are some things that you're willing to share? I mean, obviously, the last story that you gave wasn't a, a great example. Any other? Uh, moments of growth for you that that you've gleaned out of this as a I often say Oprah used to say all the time those aha moments mm-hmm. any 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 other uh elements or areas of growing and growth for you that has that has changed you or shaping you in a different way now well I'll tell you um the season was very uh, Wonderful in a sense, because um, I was diagnosed August of 2016. So guess what? Advent, the December season of our Lord, was really in front of my face. Yeah, and all that growth and um, and looking at my husband, I thought, oh, this is so hard for him. We're newly married, and look what's happening. Yeah, but he grew with me. Wow, he opened up his heart. Yeah. And he had just had a conversion himself. Okay, great. So it was quite spectacular for the both of us. Yeah. And I don't think he understood it, but I did. And I knew that it was another grace that God was touching my heart to say, keep following me. Yeah. And looking at my husband, I thought, he's going to be okay too. Mm. And I am too. I know that. Yeah. And so that helps a lot. It helped a lot in our partnership, in our marriage, sure. our new marriage. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And it gave us a lot of strength together as a couple. Yeah. And he was always with me every moment for everything that went on, uh, every appointment. Okay. That is awesome. One of the other things that I am acutely aware of, uh, which is actually how you and I made our first acquaintance, is that 
you are now part of um, an extension of the Cancer Treatment Centers of America called Cancer Fighters. That's correct. And so, and and that's how I met you. You were and you were actually about to uh, start. I believe it was a social session in the hospital in the cafeteria. It was bingo it's or something. Lunch with friends. Yeah, lunch with friends. I'm sorry. Yes, and, it's wonderful. And you you didn't know me from a can of paint, and I was. <laughs> And I was here actually on my return visit, follow-up visit from my oncologist. Wow. Yeah. So you didn't know that I worked for Cancer Treatment Center. At all. And you didn't know that I had a podcast or a radio show. Not at all. But that's where we met one another. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what has cancer, first of all, what is Cancer Fighters? And then secondly, how has that been a season of grace and growing for you? Because obviously you have you have one of those gregarious personalities. So you probably have never met a stranger in your life ever, but it afforded you the You're opportunity. Right. <laughs> it afforded you the opportunity, I would imagine, to use that that gift of your personality to really connect people with other cancer patients. Let's talk about cancer fighters. Well, I am fortunate. Uh, thank God that I live locally, not far from the hospital, yep. and um, in talking to other patients and, and trying to understand what's a cancer fighter, what do you mean? Well, we're all cancer fighters. Correct. All of us, even our, our caregivers. Yes, absolutely. They, they, they may not have the disease, but guess what? They're there. No, they're part they of They get it. Absolutely. And so this organization or this, I call it socializing time, okay. which is awesome, yeah. um, gives other people chances to know about and understand the disease um so we share a lot of information okay and it also gives the patient um something to hang on to with other patients yeah it brings us together yes yeah, a connectivity and it, it it lets us know that we're not alone and do you know a lot of times you think you're alone sure sure when you go into your dark moment and you think why me yeah why now how am I going to do this? That's your alone moment. Yeah. And uh, here we say you're not. Open up, share, because your story can help somebody else. Okay. And sometimes we have thoughts that I wish somebody would have shared certain things with me when I first started. Mm. I was afraid. Mm-hmm. I cried a lot sure. by myself. Yeah. Boy, the shower is wonderful. Nobody hears yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or going out into the garden, working hard, thinking the same thing. Right. Why? Right. Why now? Yeah. And so when we get together, that's the times that we really shine with other people and make them smile and give them hope. And which sometimes people lose, they lose that hope. Sure. But if they see other people sharing and giggling and saying stories and laughing about, oh, my gosh, if another doctor sees me, who cares? Yeah. You, know, you lose that modesty. You lose certain things. But but it's okay because mm. it's all loving and you share it. Yeah. That's a great time. And so, okay. Um, so, yeah, because, again, and that's exactly how I met you. You know, you you just walked up and said, hey, <laughs> we're about to have a, you know, get together here. and Come join come us. Join don't us. be alone. Yeah, don't be alone. <laughs> it's, it's exactly what right. you said. And Meet so, other people. Yeah. They may just be your best friend. Right, right, You right. don't know. You share numbers. And, and so many people are, you know, from the same. Surprisingly, we have so many people from all over the United States. Right. And wouldn't you know it? All of a sudden, you meet somebody from, you know, Wisconsin or from Michigan. Yeah. 
You're kidding. You live that close to me? My right. goodness. Guess what? They're exchanging phone numbers. They get excited. Yeah. And they start chatting with each other. Yeah. And that's their link to each other. Yeah. And I think that's the part of Cancer Fighters that we send out that net, that link to say, we're all together. You may not be here at this table, but where your table is somewhere, you're still linked to us because you get emails, right. you get information, and when you come here, you know that you have a family. Don't sit alone. Come yeah. and sit with us. Yeah, it's a it's a mechanism of connectivity. It is. And and breaking down again what I call the wall of silence or oh. or seclusion that some cancer patients may experience. I'm I'm grateful for just again who you are and what you do, obviously, and you're perfect for for that type of engagement. Uh, in the closing seconds that that we have, um, what would you tell someone listening today? What would you share is your reason for hope? What gives you hope? What drives your hope? The faith, my spirituality. Yeah. That's got to be number one. Yeah. Number one when you wake up. Number one when you go to sleep. Yeah. And praising for what you have mm. because, well, we know we were never promised tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. Mm -hmm. So the hope is that today is wonderful yeah. and the sunshine is wonderful yeah. and we're here and we're sharing. And that gives us the hope to keep on going. And somebody had said, oh, you love to garden. I said, I love it. I said, but you know what? Even looking at a, a garden... It gives you the hope for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Because you're seeing that little plant grow right. and you think, oh, fruition, pretty soon I'm going to have a harvest. Right. And I think that's the hope for tomorrow. And I can't tell you that being here at CTCA gives you that hope. The people here are fabulous. Mm -hmm. The doctors are so loving and so down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you think the salt of the earth, what does that mean? It means that they're genuine. Yep. That's what made me decide to come here. Well, we are grateful and thankful for you and your spirit, your journey, your story, which you've shared today. And uh, we pray that you will continue to experience good health. Thank you. That tomorrow potentially is a better day. It will be. And that when uh, when you continue to go forward, that your fruit will remain in the earth. You have listened and heard from Lori Smith, who is a current uh, breast cancer patient treating yes. at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. That's right. Since August 2016. Thank you for being on Health, oh, Hope, and Imploration. Thank you so much. What a blessing this is. God bless. We'll come back and talk with Percy again in just a moment. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different types of cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say Alexa Enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. But you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. 
The Cancer Center for Alexa Skill is available to you. Make good use of this. Great idea. Well, Percy, uh, these guests that you uh, interview each week on the program always encourage my heart. They always have just something a little different because each person is unique, right? And that is the point of the exercise, Wayne. That's why we talk to so many people because there are so many different variations, obviously, of experiences and uh, nuances that, again, I think are worthy to be told and heard that will empower someone that's listening to the show. You know, as Lori talked about, something that often happens to patients who go through chemotherapy, they lose their hair. And this is a traumatic experience for many people, and yet she turned it into a positive. I love that about her conversation. You know, Wayne, this is one of the earlier, one of those particulars that you don't learn by being outside of the cancer space or community of supporting cancer patients over the years, that this is an empowerment issue. This is a psychological empowerment dynamic. So when uh, not all cancer patients, but certainly quite a few, when they experience uh, certain treatments, uh, particularly chemotherapy, uh, some of them can lose their hair. Mm -hmm. And particularly for the ladies, it can be pretty traumatic and emotional. And so one of the dynamics here that I learned watching and supporting cancer patients is there were those who then decided, well, instead of losing my hair, I would take control back of the situation and I would cut my hair. And so that's exactly what happened in this particular case. And then she even doubled down on the fact that not only am I cutting off my hair, but then I'm going to repurpose my hair and then give that and donate that to someone. Yeah. You see, I, I didn't even know that was a possibility. Yes, sir. So again, there are organizations that exist that takes, uh, Um, hair that is donated and makes wigs out of them and then provides this service to cancer patients who then need wigs to cover their head because they have lost their hair. So talk about uh, coming full circle with the idea of despite what cancer may have tried to do to one, this is an individual who took this and made it work for them personally and then work for others. Talk about taking control and power back Mm -hmm. in the midst of a potential negative situation. Oh, it was very inspirational here. Lori, talk about that. So thank you, Lori, for sharing your own life here with us on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Mm -hmm. You know, she also talked about that that moment, that that special uh, moment of grace that entered her life because of cancer. That was very powerful. Yeah, she said, again, the season of being a special grace and of growing and how it gave her and her husband a lot of strength together as a couple. The Bible talks about uh, praying for great grace, not just grace, but great grace or special grace, uh, a grace to do certain things at certain times under certain such circumstances. And that exactly is what she articulated. So again, uh, we all can be encouraged to know that God's grace can be disseminated to us uh, uh, for moments and unique situations that can be great and special that will allow us to work through that season of our life. Thank God for that principle and for that reality. and, And there was the aspect of the fact that she was growing in that grace and giving from that grace that she was given. I, I, I like that. 
Well, see, again, we, we put the perspective of from a spiritual school of thought that anything that we go through or anything that we experience, God can grace us, uh, number one, to work through it. He can grace us uh, to be gracious in the midst of it, and then we can grow as a result of that grace in that season. So, you know, God is not a waster of resources. His grace can do a lot of different unique mm-hmm. things, and in this particular occasion, uh, it'll it facilitated growth and development that uh, that we all should be mindful of, that we are all growing. And as long as we are green, we are growing. But as one person told me, as soon as you become brown, remember, you're dead. So with that being <laughs> said, we want to continue to grow yeah. and allow God to groom us and grace us for that type of growth yeah. in our lives. Well, there was something else that Lori brought up, and I want to talk to you about it in just a moment. After I remind our listeners that we have a free resource available, just as Lori Smith inspired us today, Percy has put together a list of inspirational thoughts for cancer patients, and you can download this free resource right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Inspirational thoughts for cancer patients. Tell me about Cancer Fighters. What is Cancer Fighters? Cancer Fighters is a group uh, within Cancer Treatment Centers of America's ecosystem that empowers uh, cancer patients and previous cancer patients to connect with new cancer patients. Is it kind of a grassroots thing? It's a grassroots scenario within the organization itself. So it's empowered by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, but it's really the patients, isn't it? It's the patients. Uh, They are empowered to be able to connect with new cancer patients. Uh, They can call them on the telephone. They, They make their emails available so that these new individuals who are starting a journey of cancer can have someone to talk to or connect with. And the, and the attempt is to make sure that individuals of, of like type cancers okay. then can be available to talk to newly diagnosed patients to provide them, if you will, for lack of a better term, an orientation into the world of yeah. cancer and some of the things that they may be, uh, they may have to experience and someone who has been there that can hold their hand and help assist them along the way. And you've seen the benefit of this bringing people together in community. Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting. uh, The way that I actually met Lori was uh, it was on my day of discharge from my surgery at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, because they have in-house kind of activities. They do sing-alongs. They do karaoke. They do art classes. (laughs) They do a whole host of things. It is. And so she, as I was eating my lunch, she came by to and she didn't know who I was. And she said, you know, we're going to have an activity at such and such time. You should come and join us and meet new people and, and get to make new friends. Little so, did she know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so as it turned out, I said, you know what? I need to interview you on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And she was more than willing uh, to share her story. And thank God that she did. Indeed. Well, <laughs> it's it's so helpful and beneficial to hear from people with their various experiences and They all have something to teach us. So thank you for bringing Lori to us today. I want to, again, point to our free resource, Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients, available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Free download. Make use of this. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, 
pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options, and the number to call is 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. We have a question of the week we're posing to our listeners. The question is, what unintentional harmful words were spoken to you during your cancer journey? You can respond at that same website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, take us back to God's Word, would you please? Well, we're going to close with our spiritual nugget. We started with Proverbs, the 18th chapter. And because we learned from our guest today uh, the power of negative words and, and being careful of uh, what you allow to be spoken to you and what's said into your consciousness, uh, this scripture now makes sense. And it's uh, Proverbs 18, verse 20 and 21. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so today we are reminded that we need to be careful of the words that we speak and the words that we allow to be spoken to us because those words do have power and potential impact that we then need to be guarded by and that we need to manage at the end of the day. And so thank God uh, for the testimony of being mindful of the power of the spoken word. Percy, I thank God for your positive words to us here on the program. Thanks for the investment you make in health, hope, and inspiration. Well, it's my privilege and my pleasure. And remember, we've got work to do, so keep chopping the wood. God bless. Have a great day. That's Reverend Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Join us next time for Help, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.